Hey waiters, welcome back to another episode of The Real Love Series, presented by While We're Waiting, the podcast. I'm your host, Z, and so excited for you to hear from our next featured couple, the Freemans. Mr. Freeman was one of my high school teachers, and he introduced me to his wife, who's been my mentor ever since. In this episode, the lovely couple dives deep into the importance of therapy, not just planning for the wedding day, but for marriage itself, and reasons why you have to keep in mind that you can't change the person you tie the knot with. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to learn more about what I need to do to become a significant, reliable partner for my future beau. Enjoy this hilarious and gem-worthy episode with guests Mr. Brian and Dr. Aisha Freeman celebrating a decade of marriage called Be Who You Deserve and Know Who You're Marrying. Hey, waiters, and welcome back. I am so excited. I have the Freemans. Freemans, can you all please introduce yourselves to the waiters? Hello, everyone. My name is Aisha Freeman. And I am Brian Freeman. And yes, I've known the Freemans for over a decade. Man, that's how that old I'm getting. It's been that long, sir. It's been that Man. long. And we don't have time to get into all of the specifics, but what I can say that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And they are phenomenal individuals. And I appreciate you all taking the time out to share a little bit of your real love story. So to begin, how did you all meet? So I tell the story very well, so I'll, I'll tell it. So <laughs> all right. We were in college. Um, what what college, though? What college? And you, the Florida Agricultural. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so we're both Greeks. We belong to sororities and fraternities. I'm a member of Omega Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is a member of Delta Sigma Theta. And it was Q Delta Week at FAMU. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the week where the Qs and the Deltas come together and have their little weekend. So mm-hmm. the week before Q Delta Week, um, I did a little research. I had saw Aisha, did a little research on her. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew that her dad was <laughs> also a member of our fraternity. So her dad was mm-hmm. actually a pretty prominent member in our chapter. Mm-hmm. And him actually have a lot in common. We both share the same fraternity number. So when I finally saw her, we were on the set and I just casually walked by and I said, hey, are you Aisha Wright? She said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, is your dad Tony Wright? And she said, yeah, that's my dad. And then I used all my little charm and I said, oh, that means we meant to be together then because he's my fraternity brother. So Mm -hmm. we going to be married. I said something like that. (laughs) Lo and behold, here Here we we are. are. Look at God. Look at All God. right. Well, Mrs. Freeman, is that the, the story? Is that the story we're going to stick to? Or do you yeah, have your own version? That's the story we'll stick to. That's the All story right. we'll stick to. So, Mrs. Freeman, what was it about Mr. Freeman that made you go, hmm, all right, well, since he kind of already has done his research on me, I guess I'll let him take me out. Mm. Um, I think it was the consistency. Mm. Um after that first time he met me, he kept, like, I don't know how he got my number. I don't even remember. But, you know, we had Facebook <laughs> back then. But we mm. would talk all the time. So that was, like, he was consistent and persistent. How? So How was he consistent? Was it calling, texting? I think, actually, the funny thing is, like, he's he said he was a five. I'm a two. So every day or one of the days, he would call me at a specific time. And it was either two or five. 
Oh, so wow. It was like just, <laughs> we would call each other on on each day at those specific times. So um, that's what I can remember. Okay. So you all dated for how long exactly once y'all met on the set? We dated from... Well, we officially started dating on May 2nd, 2009, was it? 2008. Wow. 2008. 2008. Okay. Yep. And you all got married in? Uh, December 31st, 2011. 2011. Oh, yay. Well, happy early anniversary. Right. It'll be so, 10 years. 10 years, a whole decade. And so how did you know, Mr. Freeman, that this was the young lady you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Well, when I first saw her on that day on the set, I kind of just had that warm, fuzzy feeling that guy's it, right. And, uh, I, I just remember feeling like, you know, she just had something special about her, man. She mm -hmm. just, she had that, that it factor. That and, it factor. Um, I just knew from that moment, man, you know, they say it's, some people don't believe in love at first sight, man, but I knew after that first conversation, I said, this is my wife. It didn't take no convincing. It didn't take no nothing. I just, I knew at that point that she was going to be something special for me. I just kind of, she kind of had that aura about herself. Like, mm, like wow. Had, yep. What about you, Mrs. Freeman? Did you know he was the one as soon as he said, <laughs> hey, aren't you such and such as um, daughter or? What was no, it like? I wouldn't say that I knew that he was the one right then. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Hey, I was um I was think I was ending a relationship with uh like a long-term relationship with a high school boyfriend. And mm. so I put it in like Pledge and Delta had took up all of my time from that anyway. So that's mm. why I that was on the down slopes. And so I really wasn't looking for a boyfriend. And then he will, I'm one of those girls would be like, he ain't my type. And you know, mm. like that was me. He's not my type. But huh. I, okay. All right, let's delve into that whole situation with types. Do you think for people who are single who would like to one day get married that they should have a type? Or should they just keep their options open or have standards, for instance? What are y'all's take on that? that? Standards are good, but when when you say type, most people are talking about physically. Oh, I like my guys this tall or mm -hmm. this skin complexion or this body build. I think that if you continue, like the older you get, if you continue with those stereotypes, it'll be more difficult to find somebody that is actually willing to love you and to love you for your, what you're worth if you stick to those types. If you're more open and you look at their personality and how they treat you, mm -hmm. then you'll understand that looks ain't everything. And like I said, we've been together for so long, like looks change over the years. Mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> that person may not always look how they look today in mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. Right. And Mr. Freeman, you said something that caught me by surprise, which was Mrs. Freeman had that it factor. So what are some proper it factors that young men should be looking for in a potential woman? Well, she she carried herself well, man. She I I, I, I always um loved a woman who wasn't trying to be like in, in the in crowd in front of everybody, the most loud. I I 
I never really attracted to that. I like somebody who was more, you know, reserved behind the mm-hmm. scenes, mm-hmm. maybe seen but not heard all the time. Um, mm. Was certainly that kind of person. She's always been that behind the scenes, but once you get to know her, she's an amazing. So I, that that was one thing, and you know, she just always carried herself well, man. You know, a lot of times when guys are looking for a wife, or they kind of catch that white vibe, it ain't the mm. one who half dressed. It ain't the one who look like on it. girls on IG. The look mm-hmm. like we didn't have IG back then, but you know, how <laughs> we getting old. <laughs> but if you could see them guys again, like the last couple, they don't look like they're getting older. They're aging backwards. It's amazing mm-hmm. to me. I just have to throw that out there. So I like that next phrase, which is behind the scenes. What are some some I would say false positives or things that people put out in the media to make it seem like, you know, marriage is just this cookie cutter, all roses and flowers. Everything's great all of the time. What are some things that people really need to know when it comes to if you really want to settle down, this is what is required to make a happy, successful marriage work? Well, I'll say some people thought it was an age limit. Like after you graduate from college, that getting married is the next thing to do. Mm. It cannot be further from the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. It's better for you to know who you are, better for you to spend that time after college, getting yourself in a position to where you could be financially, mentally, emotionally. Come on now. Yes. Before you try to, because I mean, sometimes society just tells us as soon as we graduate, hey, who you getting married to? You need to have, you know, a wife by the time you, you know, start your career. And mm-hmm. those two don't always go hand in hand. And actually, it's better for you to be in a marriage after you've already, you know, established some things financially, because then you go into the marriage with a little bit more concrete financial stability versus you trying to figure that out. Because finances is a very difficult thing to figure out if you don't already have that foundation set. Luckily, we knew each other before we had anything. So that worked out in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes you'll, you know, graduate and you have your own finances and he has his own finances and it becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I would definitely say that that's the stigma that you have to get married as soon as you graduate. High, definitely not high school, but <laughs> certainly even right when you first graduate from college, take some time to explore the world, get to know yourself. Because really, you you really are just getting to start to know yourself when you graduate from college, because now you know yourself as a young adult versus still being a student. So very good. Getting to know yourself. What about Um, finances and getting to know yourself? What do you think, Mrs. Freeman? What else should we work on before we tie the knot? um, I think that we should work on, you said finances and what else? He said finances as well as getting to know who you are a little bit more before tying the knots. So what else do you think that that getting to know your spouse is important because we go through that phase at first, the first couple months where everything is peaches and roses Mm -hmm. and it's not always going to be all good days. How Mm -hmm. is this person when you're going through a difficult conversation or Mm -hmm. you have an argument? Or you're not seeing eye to eye on things. How is mm-hmm. this person? Mm-hmm. How does this person view their family? 
Mm. Plan on getting married? Are you planning on having a family? It's something else you got to see. Like you have to take your time to get to know somebody when you talk about being with them for the rest of their life because their foundation, their foundation can be different from yours. Ours mm-hmm. is different. How we were raised mm-hmm. is very different. So when you get together and you talk about raising a family, does this person even believe in God? And you, you was a church girl. How is that going to work? Very good. So I think that getting to know somebody, like you got to get to know yourself first. But then when you talk about marriage, you need to get to know that person. And I'm always a uh, advocate for marriage counseling because Mm -hmm. I think that when you bring a third party into it, it asks those tough questions about your past and how you view different situations that you may or may not like a conversation that you and your significant other may not have had before. Um, so I think that is important, even if it's a therapist or um, someone from, you know, church or something like that. Some type of marriage counseling to me is needed. Yeah. And more especially with my psychology background and even recently, I've I've dove deeper into appreciating therapy. So mm-hmm. I would certainly say. Um, to anybody who's even considering marriage, before you even think that you want to get married, go to therapy and mm-hmm. learn about yourself, learn about what makes you tick, learn about some of the things that you may don't even realize are there. Because the more you know about yourself before you even try to pursue someone else, you'll mm-hmm. even you to understand you know, what, what you're like in relationships. Because sometimes we only see relationships from one side. Mm-hmm. Marriage certainly is a mirror of who you are because you see so many different sides of yourself that you have never discovered. But therapy also helps you to see those different things too. So I would certainly say to anybody, before you pursue a long-term relationship, sit down with someone who is an expert in that category so they can help you to understand yourself before you try to go try to understand somebody else. Man, you touched on a very good point, which brings me to you mentioned how marriage is a reflection. Your partner is a reflection of you. So what have you learned about one another, about yourself through this marriage? Whew. Ten years worth, Zamora. Ten <laughs> years worth. Which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I will tell you that um, for me, before I got married, I was and even through my marriage, I have always been very stubborn. Mm-hmm. I've always been very selfish and I have always mm-hmm. put myself like me. I was always like the, uh, you know, I'm, I, I consider myself probably to be more important than what I really am. And Ooh, when you, wow. Yeah, that was so right. transparent. Yeah. I never got that energy from you though, Mr. Freeman. Yeah. So that I tells me that your wife's done a good it's job. It's a little bit different now that we're over here in Pensacola because he grew up here. He's from mm-hmm. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he came back and did the things that he is doing, like he's gotten a lot of recognition, a lot of honors, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. But some it kind of blew his head up. Just, just, just. <laughs> but, but, but I guess, to, but at the core of it though, um, when you're married, it certainly shows you that reflection because mm-hmm. you cannot exist in a marriage especially not for 10 years and keep those same selfish ways mm-hmm. small things from how you like to keep your house how you like to keep your bathroom how you like to keep mm-hmm. your room that changes when you're married right. um, you can't just you know when you're single 
you can just up and go on a trip on your own and say, you know what? I'm just going to go to California. And just show did. Just came back. Show did. Speak but, on it. But when you <laughs> are married, you have to always consider the other person as well and their happiness and right. taking time to make sure that that person that you're with is good too. And that that's a learning curve. That doesn't happen overnight. That sometimes takes years to right. be able to see that part of you and to be able to modify that. So you got to think about self, but you also got to think about significant other just as much because Come you have now. to be the next, you got to feed your significant other as much as you feed yourself. I love, ooh, I'm going to have to cop that, Mr. Freeman. <laughs> okay, I love the transparency with that one. Okay, Mrs. Freeman. I would so say, you um, I don't know it. if you got, you've seen that meme to um, stop expecting you from other people or something like that. That's one thing that exactly. I learned about myself. Like, I can't expect him to operate in the same manner that I operate, especially right. when men are... Their, their whole mindset is totally different mm -hmm. than the way we see things. So I have to sometimes step back and be like, okay, how can I come to him and explain it in a way that he'll understand? Because mm -hmm. to me, it's obvious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that I had to learn about myself. And also, like, to, to stop, like, immediately, like, popping off on everything when I'm upset mm -hmm. at the moment. Because he, when I'm mad and I'm going a hundred, he doesn't hear anything that I'm saying. Yeah, and another <laughs> thing too, Samoria, is that you you learn to let people be who they are. You know, it sometimes in our social world, we especially with our friends, we want to try to edify them, we want to make them better, we want to try to give them advice, we want to give them our opinion. Mm -hmm. But you learn about your significant other is. They're not living their lives always to impress you or to get your opinion or to, you know, mm. they just need to be left alone. And you need to be OK with allowing people to be exactly who they are. So that's why it's even going back to that dating phase. You got to really know who you're marrying because they may be yes. that for the rest of their lives. And it's a good possibility that they will, they will not change. And you're not going to. It, it is. Don't Almost, don't change a thing. It does not. So if they're that person, when you guys are dating, marriage won't change that about that person. So you have to be able to appreciate who a person is and to know that if they don't change, that that's what you're going to have for the rest of your life. That's so good. I attended an event last week and a lady without even realizing that I'm working on this show, she mentioned that because her marriage has lasted as long as it has is because she realized that very same thing, which is you cannot change the person you're going to be with. So speaking of advice, what advice would you say you all may have received in terms of what to expect with getting married that you realized was a myth? Like, for instance, some people say when you get married, your life is over. It's going to be boring. Was there any piece of supposed advice that you all received that went through one ear and out the other? Hmm. Not really advice, Zamoria, but we, when we first got married, we put a big emphasis on our wedding day. Like we, mm -hmm. we really made sure that our wedding day was like memorable. As far mm -hmm. as just everything from the cake to her dress to the way my guys looked to mm -hmm. like we spent uh, well over. Not Come on, tell it. 
Tell it how much, how not much? as much as they spend today. So <laughs> I would say, I, if I had to put a number on it, I would say at least thirty k. Wow, I was going to guess twenty five thousand. And that's 000. nothing compared to what weddings cost today, because <laughs> so, that was ten years ago. Right. Ooh. So I, I, I mean, we just you from an outside looking in, you just think that oh, I'm just going to spend this money on this day. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like man, like. That's a two down payments on a house. But of course, that's coming from our wisdom of knowing now what we did not know then. But there's so many young people who just look forward to that day and who put so much energy and attention to that day that they don't think about the next 10 or 15 years. And sometimes people, the only thing they spend their engagement planning is that day versus planning out things okay. like where we're going to live in 10 years what what will mm-hmm. our financial situation be like how many kids are we really going to have like you got to do more than plan your wedding day when Come you're in now. that moment where you're planning we that was a very good piece of advice like i know for girls we dream of the big day mm-hmm. we dream of that moment and honestly like right the next day after a wedding you can't even remember 90% of what happened you just know that you live that dream, but you really can't remember everything that happened. And then all the money that you spent, you don't even see like right. majority of the things. That you, <laughs> I mean, like the experience for the guests were, was great, but you right. yourself don't get to experience all of that that you were stressing about and worried about before the wedding. And things that may go wrong, you will probably never know about because they hide it from you. Right. So, um, and that's not to say that you should just go to the courthouse. That's certainly not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, we we certainly our children, if they came to us and asked us for our advice, I would say if you ha- if you have thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> just laying around, <laughs> if you got thirty thousand dollars saved up, that's amazing. First of all, great job, and then secondly, put twenty of that towards your house so that way, in twenty years. That $20,000 would have doubled. I mean, we don't have a dime. Other than our lovely love, we don't have a dime, you know, (laughs) to show for $30,000. Y'all have lovely pictures. I I do remember when you started telling me, I remember seeing the pictures. Mm -hmm. So it was an incredible day. So speaking of the courthouse, speaking of the wedding day, who should not be going down the aisle or going to the courthouse to get married? Which individuals should not even entertain that idea? Hmm. If you don't know who you are, you shouldn't walk down that aisle. If mm-hmm. you marrying somebody just to prove somebody else wrong, don't. Mm-hmm. If you just getting married because your mama now said now that you're pregnant, you gotta marry him. Ooh, don't come on now, but it's the truth though. It's the real, real. Come on, it, yeah, because it, it's not gonna change anything. Like you're gonna marry this person and you're gonna do all that just to be back down there trying to uh, get an annulment. And I don't know if anybody ever changed Ooh. their last name before. It is a process. Like, mm. I had to, when I changed my last name, I came back and told him, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I just really hope that you, you know, meant what you said at the wedding. Right. Because it is a process going to the Social Security office, then going through your banks, your job. You got to change your, your name every, you have to show proof on everything. 
Mm-hmm. Just to get your name changed, passport, this and that. It's a it's a lot of work on a woman to change her last name. So if you not, and then you will find a lot of people they never change their last name for that very reason. Hmm, I never thought of so that. One. You, um, yeah, it's a mm. lot of people that shouldn't be getting married. <laughs> I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna dive deep now. You know, I got the uh-oh. philosophy. Oh, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, um, Mr. I, I was, you know how most people say, Zamoria, that they should, they want to get mad because they want somebody to complete them and they want mm-hmm. them to make them whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if you are not a whole person, right. that you, you, you probably not ready to be married because that, that emptiness that you're looking for in a marriage or in a relationship if you right. are broken, if you have had relationship issues, if you have had trauma that you have just never addressed, you're not going to marry your way into finding that whole person that you're looking for. You're not going to, if you have daddy issues, mama issues, and you mm-hmm. say, okay, you know what? Marrying this person is going to fix that for me. That's right. not what marriage is. Marriage is not a fixer of anything. It's just going to be more of what was already there. So if you already are a broken person or if you already are a person that have not dealt with whatever issues you had, mm-hmm. breaks, make sure you're a whole person first before you try to involve somebody else. Um, Jay-Z said it best on one of his songs. He said that he wished that he would have been more emotionally available before he invited mm. say over because, you know, he was basically saying that he was trying to court her and bring her to him, but he wasn't mm-hmm. even available to have her yet and you know we saw publicly what they went through and i, I think there's so many people who just look for marriage to be their knight in shining armor to fix them and that's right not, you have got to fix yourself you have got to fix yourself spiritually mentally yeah. emotionally, so that you can be a whole person with another whole person that would be now. the best example that you could have in a marriage is to have two whole people who are trying to get married. Not two half people, not a whole person and a half person, because right. you'll literally spend your life trying to find those empty pieces and you're not going to find it with somebody else. Not equally There we go. Oh, man, that was so good. But I still have my edges intact. So I thank God for that. <laughs> As we wind down. And you all are about to celebrate. It'll be 10 years once this airs. But Mrs. Freeman, can you give a piece of advice for a single women and men who are looking forward to one day getting married? And then for Mr. Freeman, can you please give those who are married or engaged a piece of advice from the marital st- standpoint? So you so want I'll let to be to the ladies? Ladies and men who are single. Ladies and men who are single, my advice is that if it's somebody that you love and it's somebody that you know you want to be with, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need to work on, you need to prove to that person that you're working on it and that you're worth the fight as well. Like, on, be, who you, who, be who you deserve and that person should work towards being that king or queen that you deserve. Like, both of you guys need to strive to a certain point and do it together. So don't let your wife get away because you being selfish and don't want to lead a little stragglers along. Oh man. Fellas. <laughs> and that was for y'all. <laughs> ladies, don't feel like you have to settle 
because all your friends getting married and having babies. Don't do it. Wait for that one who's going to put you first. And one little secret my auntie told me is let them love you more than you love them. Ladies, that's for you. Mm, Mama told me that too. But yes, Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, Mr. Freeman. Thank you, Mrs. Freeman. Mr. Freeman, what advice do you have for that? engaged couple or that couple who's been together let's say just five years of marriage Mm -hmm. what piece of advice for you have do you have for these married folks out here or soon Um, married folks to just remember that marriage is god's institute you know we we try to make it something that it ain't we try to make marriage all these different things but marriage really was god's way of uniting us and i think if you keep him first and you let him be the ceo of your marriage that mm. you will find yourself in a good position to be a to bet to the best person you can to your wife um or to your husband um mm-hmm. if men if you married and you don't have god as your ceo and you find yourself struggling mm. Get your CEO together, man. You know, get make sure that you have a head because you, you, you have to go. You, at, at, no matter how great of a man you are, you have got to have somebody leading you, and you have to have a situation where if you're gonna sign up for God's institute, you got to make sure that He's first in that marriage because it's, it's not gonna work if you try to do it yourself. You can't fix something that God intended to be His with your tools. It's just not gonna happen. Oh man, it's the gems for me. When I tell y'all, I'm trying not to cry. The last last episode I, I recorded, I almost cried. And I'm not going to cry on this one either. But as we conclude, the final question is one that I ask every single couple who has agreed to do this series with me, which is, God forbid, if today was you all's final day on earth, what is something that you would want your partner to know? about either what they've meant in your life or um, what you just want to get off of your chest that you want them to know before they take their last breath on earth? Hmm. It's deep, isn't it? I know. Yeah, for me, (laughs) for as far back as I can remember in my adult life, you have been every step of the way. And Every single thing that I have accomplished at all, I have done with you being by my side. And I'm grateful for you. And I certainly would not be who I am without you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, no tears. No tears. tears. Uh, Brian, I loved you for forever. I will always love you. You are a amazing dad to our boys. And there is nothing that I would do, wouldn't do for you. Um, I always, I've always had your back. You're a number one fan, even though you don't feel like it. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love you forever. Like Aww. I ain't going nowhere. Like ten years, like yo, like you're not going nowhere. Like Aww. unless it's in the grave, <laughs> I'll cry over. <sighs> It's the real love for me. I have to say, <laughs> say it again. I told him, just if he died on me, just come back and comfort me because it's going to be, it's going to be too rough. You're right. But you know what? You all have said how important it is to make sure that marriage is 
I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. Especially mm-hmm. if you know who you are, you stay true to yourself, you keep God first. And most importantly, make sure that you know who you're going to end up being married to for the rest of your life. Thank you so much, waiters, for tuning in to the Real Love series presented by While We're Waiting, the podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share today's episode. I'm your host, Z, and I hope you'll join me again next week to continue our four-episode special. Peace.